whether you're thinking of divorcing your narcissistic spouse right in the middle of it or have finalized your divorce, the tactics are the same. If this sounds like you, you need to know about Christine Hammond's new masterclass series, How to Survive a Divorce with a Narcissist. In this four-hour video series, Christine Hammond introduces the toxic tactics that narcissists use to abuse, humiliate, and manipulate you, and teaches you exactly how to recognize these tactics and navigate through them with mastery and confidence. How to Survive a Divorce with a Narcissist is a deep dive, a masterclass that'll show you how narcissists use tactics like bait and switch, scare tactics, roller coaster ride, and child's play. It's How to Survive a Divorce with a Narcissist, a four-hour recorded video masterclass with Christine Hammond. For more information or to purchase today, just go to growwithchristine.com forward slash narcissism. That's growwithchristine.com forward slash narcissism. This masterclass will change your life. Again, that's growwithchristine.com forward slash narcissism. This is Understanding Today's Narcissist. Brought to you in part by PsychCentral.com. And now here's your host, Christine Hammond. Today I want to talk to you about the seven indicators of a narcissistic friend. So I had a request from a couple of different people who wrote to me and said, hey, I'm struggling. I don't know whether or not my friend is narcissistic. So I came up with this list of seven indicators of it, just to hopefully clear up some confusion about what that looks like. Because a narcissistic friend is not like a narcissistic spouse. They're a little bit more creative in the ways that they approach you. So let's talk about this. And we're going to use the example of Dawn. Dawn ran into the grocery store to grab a few things after a long day of work when she bumped into a friend. Where have you been? It's so good to see you, her friend inquired. You know, work, family, kids, we've been so busy lately, Dawn quickly replied, while knowing that what she said was entirely wrong. Unable to examine it at the moment, she put the thought out of her head until she was alone in her car. And then she examined it. Why hadn't she seen her friend? Why had it been so long? Just then, her friend Barb came to mind. Barb had dominated so much of her time lately with large amounts of drama in her life. There were dozens of text messages daily, phone conversations on the way to and from work, late night drinks and these random dropovers. Dawn was so consumed by Barb's life that she had no time for friends and less time for her family. So she decided to confront Barb to set a more realistic boundary. Well, you can imagine how that went over. Barb immediately blamed Dawn's husband for the confrontation, saying that he didn't understand their close bond. When Dawn said, no... This didn't come from him. 
that it came from a passing comment from another friend, Barb insisted on knowing the details and then slammed this random friend from the grocery store for being jealous. Then Don tried to express that this really was her decision. And Barb replied with a, fine, abandon me, just like everyone else. I always knew you would. Confused by that interaction, Don shut down, trying to pacify Barb. Within minutes, Dawn gave up her boundaries and gave in to Barb's demands, substituting her need for space with Barb's need for attention. Barb changed direction again and now became charming, talking about how important Dawn was to her and that she was the closest friend that she ever had. If this sounds familiar to you, you too might have a narcissistic friend. So here are seven indicators of it. Number one, has unreasonable expectations. The narcissist expects that their friend will meet all of their emotional needs. A friend is required to anticipate what, how, and when the narcissist needs admiration and adoration. This is a one-way street where the friend gives the support and the narcissist takes, but there is no return. In addition, the narcissist's appetite is not satisfied. The more the friend gives, the more that is expected. That is, has unreasonable expectations. Number one. Number two, projects, blames, and guilt trips. The narcissist projects their negative characteristics onto their friend. The narcissist says the friend is needy, never satisfied, ungrateful, doesn't apologize, selfish, and has unreasonable expectations. They might also belittle their friend by pointing out their flaws in front of others, taking a minor infraction and turning it into a major event, and highlighting intelligence gaps so that the narcissist looks superior. Yet others have not vocalized any such complaints about the friend. So the second indicator of a narcissistic friend is that they blame, project, and guilt trip. The third is that they're very jealous. The narcissist is jealous of anyone or anything that has the friend's attention over them. This includes spouses, children, weirdly enough, pets, friends, family, and occupation. They will frequently demand attention at the same time the friend is engaged with someone else while talking on the phone, working on a project, or doing activities with others. Their jealousy triggers intense rage for which the friend is then subsequently blamed. The third indicator is that the narcissistic friend is very jealous. The fourth is that they do an abusive cycle. The narcissist will provoke the friend to leave by being cruel and or abusive during an argument. This accomplishes two things. It verifies that the friend will, in fact, one day abandon the narcissist and it sets the narcissist up to be the victim. Either way, the narcissist has gained more ammunition to use against their friend. The narcissist will not take any responsibility for the aggravation. 
So the fourth indicator is that they do an abusive cycle. The fifth indicator is that they do abusive behavior. The narcissist punishes the friend with abuse or neglect. The abuse can be physical, such as breaking things. It could be emotional, like guilt tripping. Financial, expecting the friend to pay for everything. Sexual, it could be shaming them for what they have or haven't done. Spiritual, using God to justify their behavior. Verbal, name-calling. Mental, twisting the truth. Or they will withhold love, attention, support, and communication. There is nothing unconditional about the narcissist's love. It is very performance-driven. Trying to address the abuse is like pouring gasoline onto a fire. So the fifth is that the narcissistic friend actually does abusive behavior. The sixth is that they use threatening behavior. The narcissist threatens abandonment, exposure, or rejection if the friend won't comply with their wishes. Most likely, the friend has one or more of these insecurities, which is why the narcissist targeted them for a friend in the first place. These fears tend to keep a person in the relationship longer. Most of this type of behavior is triggered when the narcissist believes that they are entitled to something that they don't have. It is a form of an adult temper tantrum. So the sixth indicator is that the narcissist friend uses threatening behavior. The seventh is that they fake remorse. The narcissist uses remorse as a manipulation tool. Real remorse takes time to implement in order for trust to be regained. The narcissist will expect an immediate return to the same level of trust as before. Any mention of the past behavior will incite the narcissist and they will claim that the friend is being unforgiving. This, of course, justifies them into doing the action again. So the last indicator, the seventh one, is that they faked remorse. So let's go back to Dawn again. Once Dawn identified her friend Barb as being a narcissist, she was able to set firmer boundaries. Since Barb was unwilling to admit to any wrongdoing and adverse to changing any of her behavior, Dawn made the decision to end the friendship. This brought its own challenges, but in the end, she was able to move forward in a much healthier manner. The good part about having a narcissistic friend is that you can leave the friendship. Now, that might take some time, and you have to be careful about how you go about doing it, but you can exit it. You don't have to maintain it, and you don't have to go forward. It's not like a parental relationship or a spousal relationship or a sibling or even a coworker or a boss where you might be stuck in that relationship for a while. Remember, you choose your friends, so choose them wisely. Thanks for listening to Understanding Today's Narcissist with Christine Hammond. Brought to you in part by PsychCentral.com. For more information, visit GrowWithChristine.com. Produced by Autovita Studios. Connect your voice to the world. 
produced by Autovita Studios. Connect your voice to the world.